0: Good morning, church. Are you all well? Uh, I just want to uh, give a special welcome to the campus team. They're, they're joining us this morning. Welcome, guys. Yeah, so uh, th- this, this is a special Sunday. And uh, the past couple of weeks, uh, the Lord has really been sharing a lot of revelation concerning a certain area that dominates the whole of our lives almost. The reason why from Monday to Friday, we are at a certain location for about... 12 hours or more, is because finances are such a dominant part of our lives. And God wants to be involved so that not only are you blessed through it, but He is able to use you to experience heaven on earth in the sense that you're able to transfer your heart to heaven. And this morning, we really want to paint a picture and bring you into the vision of what God wants to do. And Hilda did an excellent job in terms of just sharing the heart It's really amazing because many of you have already been giving for the past couple of years, have already been sowing and being part of what God is doing concerning this building. And I tell you, it's only the first of many because God has much more that He wants to do. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, are you a partner with God? And partnership with God is not only a, a matter of location and standing together with God, but it is being involved with where God is involved. And he happens to be the senior partner. We are the junior partner in this whole partnership. And the Bible says that we've been called into a, a fellowship. A koinonia. It says that this Jesus that we preach to you is not just an idea. It is somebody that we have handled. The same one that we have seen with our own eyes. This is the Jesus that we present to you. And we present him to you so that you also may have fellowship with him. The same way that we have fellowship with the Father. And I tell you, when you consider partnership with God, it's not about bringing God down to your level. It's about bringing you up to God's level. And this is the privilege that we have, to be involved with what God is doing on the earth today. To be involved with something that will last eternally. To be involved with something that will have an impact on the life of someone that will one day meet you in heaven and say, because you gave, I was able to meet the Father. Sometimes we look at our our resource and we say, but I don't have much. And the Lord is saying, what is in your hand? It's not about what you have, it's about what God can do with what you have. The Bible speaks about how the disciples were being followed when Jesus was preaching and there were multitudes coming to be healed and to be delivered and to be touched. And the Bible says that it was getting late and the multitudes have already been following Jesus for a few days. And the disciples got concerned because it seemed like they were going to be responsible, carry the liability for all these people if they didn't send them away. And sometimes it seems to be our solution and our proposal to God just to get rid of the problem. And Jesus looked at them and said, you feed them. He said, the disciples came to Jesus and said, these people are too many. Send them off and let them be on, on their way because they're hungry. They're going to start complaining. The problem is going to become ours now. Send them away. And Jesus said, no, you feed them. And one of the disciples, he was probably a CA. He told Jesus, even a year's wages, based on my calculations, <laughs> Lord, I know that you are in carpentry, in finance, Even a year's, even a year's wages are insufficient to feed this multitude. And then Jesus said, what do you have? And this is key. They found... The resources in the hands of a child. In the hands of a child. Those resources, that lunch was supposed to be for him only. And some of us have brought our lunch with us. And as long as we hold on to it, that lunch is going to feed one person. And then tomorrow you'll need another one. But the Bible speaks about how that boy gave his lunch to Jesus. And Jesus gave thanks and he started breaking it up and giving it to the disciples. They handed it out to a multitude of 5,000 men and their families. The Bible says that there was so much left over that 12 baskets full were given to the little boy whose lunch. This is now the extra. The Bible doesn't say it was given to him. I don't know if it was 12 for each disciple. Might have been. But there were 12 baskets left over. A small lunch. Five loaves, two fish. Sardines. Not, not salmon. I <laughs> Here's my lunch. <laughs> sardines. A few loaves of bread. Were able to bless many. And today we are testifying about that 2,000 years later. Testifying about the faith of a little boy in Jesus. And I want to encourage us this morning not to look at ourselves. But we serve a mighty God. Christ alone, cornerstone. The weak made strong. Amen. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. This is the partnership that we have entered into. That our sufficiency is not of ourselves, our sufficiency is of God who made us competent ministers of the new covenant. Amen? So this morning we're going to go into the Word and get some inspiration concerning how possible it is for God to do things that are apparently hard for us. Look at a person next to you and tell them, through the desert to the promise. Yeah, I'm telling you, sometimes you're sitting in Egypt and you're comfortable. The Bible says that when when they were going through the wilderness, they murmured and complained against God. And they told him that even in Egypt, we had onions. In Egypt, we had garlic. There was spice in the food. Now in the desert, it's just manna, 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 (laughs) manna, and quail. Quail and manna, quail and manna. So we have to make manna for breakfast, manna manna patties for lunch, (laughs) and manna soup for dinner. Manna, manna, manna. manna. And because of the, the state in which they were, in their transition, they started to complain to God, risking their promised land. And sometimes in our lives, we want to bring God's ear down from heaven and say, Father, listen here, come down, stoop. And he has to stoop down and hear the inferior wisdom that wants to instruct him concerning the fact that his promise might not come to pass because of the discomfort of the in-between in the wilderness. And we need to get to a place where we see through God's eyes. It's a vantage point that nobody has. It gives us the advantage that we need. We cannot go where God wants us to go without seeing what God wants us to see. And what is incredible is he's given us He's given us all that we need to have access to that perspective. Look at your neighbor and say, through the desert to the promised land. This might not only apply... To this building project. And what God wants to do through through the building. But maybe in your life. God has given you a promise. But you are still on the edge of the swimming pool. And the Lord is saying. You are going to walk on water. Let's go. And it's been one year. And you are praying and fasting. And it's been two years. And you are consulting. The conference of unbelief. Sometimes you have a committee of unbelief In your friendship group Everyone in their network Of friends and family There is a committee (laughs) Board members of unbelief It would be helpful to you That you do not attend those board meetings (laughs) When God is telling you Words that stir up vision And stir up dream And stir up faith And you want to consult with the enemy first Do you think that you are comfortable with this kind of, you know, faith, faith faith-promised things? And the enemy say, well, we have to be wise when it comes to this thing. (laughs) But even the foolishness of God is wiser. Wiser than the wisdom of men. Amen? Give us the next slide. Genesis 18 verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Sarah, the barren woman that is now old, about 90. Everything has paused. Amen. Amen. Everything has paused, and she sits behind the curtains while her husband is visited by God. And the Lord tells her husband, you know, you are going to have a son. Your wife will give you a son. And behind the scenes, she goes, to- <laughs> <laughs> I developed a cough from that laugh. <coughs> Excuse me. That was quite a laugh. That's a laugh of unbelief. Behind the curtain. And the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Sometimes in our lives, the Lord is telling us that you guys are going to be a force in this nation. Yeah? That this church is going to impact this nation. While we were praying for for Angola, I saw arrows going from Namibia into Angola. Invasion missiles going into Angola. If you are going to sit here long enough, it's just a matter of time before Pastor Hilma manages to turn you into a full-time minister. (laughs) The discipleship culture... That is springing forth here will turn you into a double agent. Hmm? Maybe in the marketplace by day, ministry worker by night. Amen. And it is so important that we realize that nothing is too hard for the Lord. It was a year later that Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Give us the next slide there. Jeremiah 32, verse 27, it says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Speak to yourself now. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? What kind of corrupt mentality do I have that I feel like some things are too hard for the Lord? My goodness, I need to repent of this. Amen? Amen. And this is the encouragement, especially when it comes to fasting. What fasting does is it it gives you perspective. Your heart is made to believe. You are created with a faith machine inside of you. Amen? Some of us believe so much, we are gullible and we are victims of fraud all the time. Your heart is made to trust, made to believe. But the enemy wants to corrupt that by making you aware of what you can see, feel, smell, hear, and touch, and taste. It says we walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because when you walk by sight, you only get what you see. When you walk by faith, you will also get what you see. Amen? It's not too hard for the Lord. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. When you are dealing with me, don't come with your list of excuses and limitations. Just look in my eye and receive the impartation of boldness. Next one, Luke 18 verse 27. And he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. This is God, the angel, speaking to Mary, a young girl who's a virgin, who's about to give birth to the awaited Messiah without a husband. One, it's medically impossible. Two, it's politically and socially difficult to defend. You try to go around the community telling them this baby is from the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You will lose many friends. (laughs) And sometimes God calls us out to bring us in. God calls you out to bring you in. When he spoke to Abraham, he said, I want you to leave your father's house. And all the idols that you worship there and go to a land that I will show you. When he sp- spoke to Israel, he told them, I want you to come out of Egypt, out of the land of bondage, out of the land of onions and garlic, out of the land of slavery, into, through the wilderness, into the promised land. And the, the tragedy of the story is that they stopped in the wilderness. Because they, they, they did not continue through with the promise of God. Amen. And it is so important who you, who you listen to. The word of God says, whose report will you believe? Yeah. I'm doing a new thing that even if they told you, you would not believe. That's why they call the gospel the too good to be true news. That God would justify the ungodly. That he would not count men's sins against them. But that he will sacrifice himself in their place. Hallelujah. Church, this is exciting. This is not just be in church and uh, uh, read your Bible prayer every day and you will grow and that's it. No, this is grow and now begin to be part... Of what God is doing. Amen? And the wonderful thing is, for those of you who are young people, you can also be a part of what God is doing. I remember when I was still in high school, when I was still in high school, learning to tithe. Did I have a job? No. No, I didn't even have a job. Learning to give like SOSA. From where? <laughs> I'm telling you, there's always some resource that you've had. If it is an extra shirt that you give. Must be the the angels in the place. (laughs) If it is an extra pair of shoes that you have. Some of you, uh, sisters, if you are brother, just look at a sister next to you. Some of you, you have hordes of shoes. Hordes of shoes. This one is for... For 2 o'clock, this one is for 5 (laughs) o'clock. This one is for 9 o'clock. I don't have anything to sew. I I don't have anything that I could give. I'm not implying that you should bring shoes to Paso France for the building. That's not what I'm implying. But generosity makes you give anything. Have you ever visited some families? They might not have much. But when you come in their home, they don't want you to leave empty-handed. There's a generosity in them that whatever it is that they've got, they will give you their last thing. Amen? What a divine privilege to be like that because that's how God is. Give us the next slide there. While Israel was going through the desert, through to the promised land, the picture is not so clear. The Bible says in Exodus 40 verse 38 For the cloud of God, the cloud of Yahweh, was above the tabernacle by day. And fire was over it by night. In the sight of all the house of Israel, throughout all their journeys. Imagine this. You are out in the wilderness. Where you camp, there is just this pillar of cloud going up to heaven. When the sun sets, it starts turning into flames. <laughs> in the desert, it's cold. So there's a heater right there. During the day, there's a mist that comes from the clouds. An a- aircon They carry their, o- their own atmosphere. And this is what God will do for you. Some of you are sitting in Egypt thinking, "Ah, that desert is hot. I've got sensitive skin. And I know they're working on a new line of uh, sunblock But it's not out yet You guys already slaughtered the lamb You're leaving tomorrow night I can't go But God is saying I'm going to bring you your own air conditioning Just because you are going through the wilderness Doesn't mean that you have to burn your skin Come to the promised land And people can't recognize you The Bible says that none were feeble amongst them. They did not know sickness through the wilderness. The Bible says that when they left Egypt, they left with the gold and the silver of the Egyptians. When God calls you, you better go. When God speaks to you, you better go. Because where you are going is better than where you are. The board of unbelief might be telling you, no no this is quite good already Can you smell can you smell the onion leaves can you smell the garlic What will you have in the wilderness and You have to counter them and say yeah but I'm going to a land flowing with milk and honey You mean rivers of milk yes rivers of milk and honey Houses you did not build vineyards you did not plant. That is where God is taking us. And for some of us, we are not able to see that yet. At least keep company with those who are going, just hang in walk with me. Let's go. Well, at least, well, you will see, you might be in a bad place where you're struggling with unbelief, but walk with me. Let's fast together. Let's go to connect together. Let's go to the building site together. Let's reach out together. It's just a matter of time before it locks in. And you begin to draw others on the path of God. Amen? Tell somebody next to you, through the desert to the promise. Give us the next slide. Give us the next slide there. The Bible speaks about how God spoke, God spoke to David and told him that he could not build the temple because he was a man of war. Blood-stained hands. But his son Solomon will build it. And if you read through the scripture, this wasn't really a dream from from God. This was a dream that came from David's heart. Could God be so lucky while he's in relationship with you that he gets some things from you that don't just come from him? Yeah, maybe you can bless me now with a hug. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Maybe you can worship me today No Imagine being in a marriage, ladies Where every gift that you've received so far Was by formal application (laughs) Formal application in writing Here are the forms Make sure that you make the copy after So that we can file it away What kind of husband is that? Amen. You, as the person next to you, did you bless God today? Just spontaneously, not because the Bible says and because, just what you felt in your heart. Did you bless God today? Huh? There is such a thing as blessing God. Bless God doesn't mean bless the Lord, oh my soul. No. It means when you are lying on your bed at night and just saying, Oh, God, you are so wonderful to me. That is blessing God. Yeah? Blessing God is when out of the spontaneity of your heart, you say, Today, I don't want to watch any series. I just want to be with the Lord. I'm going for a hike. Just me and Jesus and some food. <laughs> Come on, some of us we've made our relationship with God so dry when your friend is being evangelized, you are just like, hey, oh! it's such a dry experience. No, 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 no. The blessing to the Gentiles is supposed to provoke the Jews to jealousy. We are supposed to have such a vibrant alive. Every day laughing. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Me and the Lord. But everything is not perfect around you. You don't know him. Amen. So David has this dream. He wants to build a temple for the Lord. And the Bible says how he rallied the, the, the people of Israel and he said, Who wants to bless the Lord with a full hand? With a full hand. Into the Lord's cup. We are used to having the Lord fill our cup. Fill my cup, Lord. I'm empty. Fill my cup, Lord. And he fills it. And he says, open up your mouth and I'll fill it. (laughs) But then there is a time where you come to the Lord and you put your arms around him and say, Lord, I want to just fill your cup. Amen. And so the design that David had, he said, it must be glorious. Man, I do not give to the Lord what has cost me nothing. I don't give to the Lord my chum change. I give to the Lord on the testimony of what he's done for me. He took me from herding sheep in the backlands. Herding sheep. Took me through a run around with Saul and put me On the throne of Israel and gave me the lineage of the Messiah. What can I give to God for all that he has given to us? Amen. And so the thing was going to be glorious. It was going to be representative of the heavenly temple. It was going to be a place where the nations were going to come and pray. Amen. And today... We have a privilege that we can be part of something that God is doing in our generation. Where we can be part to say that we are going to bless God and we are going to bless the nations. And our sons and our daughters are going to be raised up as arrows of deliverance in this facility. Which is going to be the first of a few, if not many. Amen? Can you catch it? That when people... Do- <laughs> that people who come from other nations. Can you believe it, church? Yeah. Some of you are thinking, this Pastor Chris dreams a bit big, huh? Yeah? <laughs> my, my. Huh? Those big boots should keep you on the ground. Yeah. Church, I'm telling you, is anything too hard for the Lord? Everything that we see today came from somebody's heart. The fact that you can call your spouse... While she is in Oshakati. (laughs) While she is in Oshakati, you can still call. That came from some guy's heart. People were saying, it's impossible to talk to people far. The only thing that we can use are pigeons. If we listen to those people, we would still be sending pigeons to Oshakati. Praise God for people who have faith and belief. Amen. I want to read through a couple of scriptures here. Just the the prayer of David. Won't go much into the explanation, but just follow with us. Take it a slide back. You skipped. Okay, go to the next slide. Okay. Let me read first from here, and then we'll continue with that one. First Chronicles 29. You can read in your Bible as well. From verse 1 to 18. It says, And David the king said to all the assembly, Solomon, my son, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great, for the palace will not be for men, but for the Lord God. So I have provided for the house of my God so far as I was able. The gold for the things of gold. The silver for the things of silver and the bronze for the things of bronze. The iron for the things of iron and the wood for the things of wood. Besides great quantities of onyx and stones for setting, antimony, colored stones, all sorts of precious stones and marble. Ah, here we go. Then it says, Moreover, in addition to all of that, I have provided for the Holy House a treasure of my own. Gold and silver. And because of my devotion to the house of my God. You see the personal? Not um, because of my devotion to Pastor Ephraim's church. No. No. Because of my devotion to my parents. No. Because of my devotion to the house of my God. I give it to the house of my God. Next slide. 3,000 talents of gold. 3,000 talents of gold. About 200 tons. Of gold. 3,000 talents of gold. Of the gold of Ophir. Special gold. 7,000 talents of refined silver for overlaying the walls of the house and for all the work to be done by craftsmen. Gold for the things of gold. Silver for the things of silver. Who then will offer willingly, consecrating himself today to the Lord with me. Amen. Next slide. Then the leaders of fathers' houses... Made their free will offerings, as did also the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the thousands and hundreds, and the officers over the king's work. Like everyone is catching the vision, everyone is part of this. I remember when we were building our, our house, I think it was about two years ago, that we had to move in for a year behind my mother's house. Now, for those of you who have done premarital counseling, that's not such a great move, you know. Because one of the things that you have to watch out for is the relationship between the in-laws and the, and the married couple. Anyway, so we are living behind the house there. It's not a place of comfort. It's, it's not a place of everything is, is perfect, so we're going to reside here. There are blessings coming. But this is not ideal. We, we are transitioning. And while we were building, we had to wait and work. Wait and work. Wait and give. Wait and sow, Wait and tighten the belt a bit. Amen? And every single day, I was on that building site. I couldn't go during the day. Obviously, it's working hours. I don't steal from my employer. So when I come back from bathing the kids and all of that at night, and they are sleeping and my wife is studying, drive. So you're at the building site 10 o'clock at night with a flashlight looking very creepy to the neighbors. (laughs) Trying to see if one brick was put on today. And if one brick was put on, you just feel, "Ah, yes, Lord, we are making progress. Standing on the side and declaring and seeing and speaking and and just God. And I'm telling you that while the Lord is doing something in our midst, we need to wait and give and look at what God is doing. Every small part counts. Every cent counts. Amen? They gave for the house of the... They gave for the service of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 diricks of gold. 10,000, we'll ask the the connects to interpret these measures. 10,000 talents of silver, just Google. 18,000 talents of bronze and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord in the care of Jael, the Gershonite. So if Pastor Yoma, for instance, that necklace... Precious stones was going to be donated (laughs) to the work, (laughs) to the work of the Lord. Amen. The generosity, the generosity was a manifestation of the spirit of God that was working, taking them to a place where the nations will now fight over Jerusalem. Amen. Then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly. Hallelujah. We heard the testimony from Ezra. The people rejoiced when they have given willingly. For with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced. Give us the last few. Therefore, David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly, and David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father. Forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. And you are exalted. Go back. As head above all. Thank you, doctor. (laughs) Both riches and honor come from you. And you rule over all. In your hand are power and might. And in your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? If you are in a place where you are able to give to God, who says, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. And you can see that this is going to bless God. This is a privilege. This is a privilege. Many of us would feel so privileged. Can I just bless the president? Can I just bless my my favorite celebrity? Can I just bless the Lord? Who am I? For all things come from you and of your own have we given you. For we are strangers before you and surgeons. As all our fathers were... All our days, our days on the earth are like a shadow and there is no abiding. Oh Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building your house, for your holy name comes from your own hand. And it is all your own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage even the the young people, you are still under the jurisdiction of your parents, meaning you might get an allowance here and there. For services such as cleaning the garden or washing the car. If you are lucky just for breathing, you might get an allowance. Because <laughs> you have guilted your parents sufficiently. Of that, that portion, start while you are young, man. This will be a testimony. When I was a youth, I used to bless God. <laughs> Out of my substance, I used to give to God. Amen. And I know, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness, in the uprightness of my heart. I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob, our fathers, keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts towards We've spoken in a past series about how money is able to, t- to take your heart from being earthly focused to heavenly minded. Direct our hearts towards you, O Lord. We've got two testimonies that we're going to hear now, and then we'll close. So I'd like to ask Itange to come and share briefly about, you know, his giving. Very briefly. Just encourage him.
1: Very briefly, no? Good day, everyone. Um, I actually got saved in 2010. When I got saved in 2010, I, I came to the Lord and I was in so much bad debt, consumer debt. And 70% of my salary actually went to debt repayments. <laughs> but what was amazing is I I was reading the word. And at that point when I became a new creation, I realized I'm debt free. But what I also realized is we give to God as as, as an act of faith, saying that, I trust you, God. You are my source. And it changed my heart. It changed my life. And I started giving. I started tithing. And it was amazing. From that point in time, it took a while. All the debts were paid off. And uh, just before, my mar- before I got engaged, this was actually a condition for my wife, I needed to be debt free. <laughs> so I paid off everything, and I could get married. I proposed. We got married. And I saw such an abundance for my wedding. Move forward a few years, we constantly kept giving. And it was amazing. When we got married, we became the dinkies, double incomes. And it was amazing. I was like, oh, this is so cool. You now have two incomes. And then for the last two years, my wife wasn't able to work. But when she stopped working, it didn't matter. We kept so. We kept giving. We kept giving into the building fund. And I've never seen such abundance. And obviously, we now had a a baby who needed stuff. We brought my niece in, who we've been taking care of for the past two, just over two years as well. And I just see God provide abundantly. One income, it didn't matter. And, and, and I really think this is what we need to learn by giving. We learn and we keep our eyes stayed on the Lord. He becomes our true source. Then the second thing that I, I also saw was that my work was blessed. It became relatively easy. So I never toiled in my work. I gave, and my work. The blessing of the Lord made my work prosper. I just see, I've seen promotions and increases over and over. So that's my testimony. Yes, hey. <laughs> Marvin, y-
0: please take to Pastor France there. Please take to Pastor France quickly. Yeah, so that. If if the people see my children are finally wearing new shoes, I'll say powerful. <laughs> anyway, um, please welcome Julia. She's also going to share a testimony.
2: Good morning, church. Um, out of the many blessings um, that God has bestowed upon my life and the favors. I asked God what is it that he really wanted me to share with the church. And uh, one of the things that he wanted me to share is last week or two weeks back, God reminded me of a seed that I've given. So I went to a broker, and he's taking care of my investment, the little investment, and there was a huge amount that I wanted to give to the church. And I I said uh, there were two things that I was supposed to do. One is to buy shares, and the other one was to go to the church. Now, the amount for the church was much more bigger. And I said, I, I believed, and that is what I wanted to do. And he said, okay, it's the right thing to do. And I forgot about it. And then a year back, I bought a property. So I was always afraid to venture into house extension and renovation because most of the stories that I hear about ladies is that they are always you know, being ripped off by these builders and all that. But I must tell you that God was in charge of the project. First of all, people were extra nice. These were not believers. They would get the codes, they will wait for me, they will do because God was in charge because of the seed that I sowed. Now, I want to encourage you and it's not because we give there is a horse trading between me and God. I want it to be packaged like this. I want an AMG, I want this and this when we give to God. It's not about that. It's a love thing. It's a love revelation, uh, love revolution. And, um, And I want to encourage you when you are giving. So there is a book of remembrance. And one thing that, and and, and, and two or three weeks back, God reminded me. Out of the seven billion people, God reminded me about my offering. And a small offering, you know. And I want to encourage you with this verse. Then the people who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard what they were saying. And, uh, and, 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 and and in his presence, there, there was written down a book of record of those who feared the Lord. Now, in other versions, it says a book of remembrance. Now, every kind of deed that you are doing for God, God writes it down. He remembers it. And he, he calls it his book of remembrance. Now, I don't know how much you've been doing for God to remember you. But, you know, Cornelius was one of them. He says, Cornelius, Cornelius, your arms and tithing to the poor have become a memorial before me. And I am asking you today to move God's heart by giving. It's not a show. It's not about the crowd. It's about moving God's heart to put something in the book of remembrance. And I remember that God remembered that sacrifice that I've made. And there were many blessings. That's why I've asked, which one does God wants to share? Because while I was building... God's house. He made sure that He is building my property, and, and 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 so and so and so and 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 that is, I think, what God wanted me to share with you. It's about you being propelled to give by an act of compassion, moved by love, and that moves God's heart. It's not about men seeing how much you are giving. It's about your relationship with God. And God bless you as God is going, as you are going to give in acts of kindness that God will start writing down a book of remembrance unto you.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And I'm telling you, the Lord, when he remembers, he remembers for a thousand generations. And sometimes... You might be setting something up that didn't exist in your ancestry. That your parents and your parents' parents didn't do this kind of thing. That you will do something that will cause your grandchildren to appear before heaven. And that the favor of heaven will be unlocked. Because Julia, my daughter, has set up a a memorial for her lineage. Amen? Amen. What a glorious privilege we have. Hallelujah. We really walk with the almighty God. And doesn't matter what kind of wilderness experience you are in, a God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are provoking the Spirit of God for a manifestation of heaven on earth in our midst. And we will see many, many, many fruits, come forth from your participation, your joyous participation, your willing participation. So firstly, we need to glorify God and remember the nations. This is why we give. We see a transformed society. Yeah? We see the nations. We hear the cry of sons and daughters. Yeah? And then after that, you posture yourself in a place where you are going to trust God That he is going to bless you, give you seed to be a sower. That he is going to change what you have in your hand into multitudes. And then when we give, let's give humbly. Because sometimes it's like an auction. 12 million. 16 million. And it becomes a competition that smacks of arrogance before God. Amen? But we give because we recognize who are we that we should be so generous to God. Amen? Hashtag, every cent counts. Amen? So you might be a youth and you say, I only have cents. Every cent can make a difference. Amen? Even a cent... Yeah, it's a play of words. Ah. <laughs> eh? some poetry there come on every saint sent. yeah yeah every believer counts every coin counts yeah the bible speaks about a, 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 a old lady that came to give her two cents yeah she, she gave more apparently the memorial that that lady made was bigger young people Maybe your parents are giving thousands and hundreds of thousands and you are just giving $12. $1 a year, obviously. You are just giving $12. That $12 can become a greater memorial than the one that your parents are setting up. Amen? You don't despair from where you start because you know where you are going. It's not about where you are. It's about where God is calling you to. If you are going somewhere better than where you are, that means you have a hope, you have a better tomorrow. And we are the people of God that have a hope. We are not those who are hopeless, that, say, that look at tomorrow and say, oh, we see darkness. We look at tomorrow and we say that though, though the sorrow may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. Amen? And then give rejoicing. Give rejoicing. The only way that you can rejoice is you need to think the right thing when you are giving. See pictures. See memorials. See nations. See people getting saved. See people getting disciples. See, that will bring great joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, you've got your pledge forms. You've got the picture with you. Please, we want to encourage you to pledge in your heart. Give willingly to the Lord when you're done, when you make your way out, please drop it off at the at Mary there at the information table. And uh, if it is that uh, you, you left your spouse at home and uh, you can't just tie them to, you know, this without a discussion, otherwise, you know, at home there will be some fellowship. <laughs> there will be some fellowship. So, um, we, we ask you to, to maintain the unity of the spirit in your home and uh, give. This is a great privilege. Some of you, you've already been giving. We want to really honor God for you. We're really excited that there's been so much that has happened and God has remembered you. We trust the release of grace over your life, a multiplication of every resource that you've given. The ones that have already pledged, I know people are, are giving and giving and it's just going over. Over the nations. Yeah. And this is visible in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Don't, don't lose out. If all you have is one dollar. That will be your place to enter into partnership with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. Let us stand. Right where you are, let's just begin to, to become joyous before the Lord and begin to thank him for the privilege of being part of what he's doing. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. You are good. Who am I, Lord? You are God in heaven. Who am I, Lord? That you are so mindful of me, Lord God. That you have a dream of, of, of involving me in what you want to do in the earth, Lord God. Who am I? Who are my children, who is my family, Lord God, that we should be part of your dream, Lord God, and we should be involved in your mission, Lord God, and we should be one of those who will be named in your book of remembrance, Lord God, and we are excited this morning, Lord, of the privilege of what you are doing, Lord God, beyond the building, beyond the the, the resources that you're bringing through, Lord God, that our hearts are being transferred from, from earth to heaven, Lord God, and we are sowing into eternal riches, Lord God, and we are putting our, our investments in a place where moth and rust cannot destroy, Lord God. Where no thief can reach, Lord God. We are are moving your heart, Heavenly Father. We want to delight you. We want to bless you, Lord. You always bless me, Lord God. In our love relationship, you are always blessing me, Lord God. I want to bless you as well, Lord God. I want to delight in you, Lord God. You are my hope, Lord. You are my treasure, Lord God. You are my portion, Lord God. You are the lifter of my head. You are my glory, Lord God. You are my pride, Lord. God. You are my hope, Lord God. You are the one who is my best friend, Lord. You are my holy father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus, Lord God. There's no other that knows me the way that you know me, Lord God. There's no other who loves me the way you love me, Lord God. There's no other who has forgiven me the way that you have forgiven me, Lord God. There is no one that is patient to me like you have been patient to me, Lord God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, almighty God. Early in the morning, my song will rise. And the heavens will hear the song of the Lord. Let the angels testify. On the earth, there is a young man who loves God. From his youth, he's been after the Lord. With his whole heart, he wants to make his father smile. Nothing will separate him from the father's love. It is my privilege to walk with you, oh Lord. Everything that I have comes from you anyway. I had nothing before I met you, oh Lord. Everything that I have now is a testimony of your grace. Let the heavens declare that there is a God, the living God. Let the nations hear of the goodness of the Father. We worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. You are worthy, so worthy, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We humble ourselves before you. There is no boast, Lord God, in your presence. Only you are worthy. Only you are glorious, Lord. We worship you. We thank you. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord, a completed building, Lord God. We see with the eyes of faith multiple services, Lord God. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord God cues of people coming to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. We see, Lord, with the eyes of faith ministers being raised up, Lord God. Pastors and evangelists and teachers, Lord God, and prophets, Lord God, and apostles being sent out into our nation and into the nations of the world, Lord God. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord, the poor are being taken care of, Lord God. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord God, children are being adopted into families, Lord God. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord God, that political policies are being influenced, Lord God, by the word of God, by the spirit of the Lord. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord God, that families are thriving, Lord God, that marriages are strong, Lord God. We see with the eyes of faith, Lord God, that your work is being fulfilled as your kingdom comes on the earth, Lord God, and we receive that. We receive that in our hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Church, let's lift up a praise unto the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! Hallelujah to you, Lord! Hallelujah to you, Lord! Hallelujah! 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 If you are here this morning, and you have not before in your life given your heart to the Lord. You are not born again. And If you are here this morning, you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have not received the gift of tongues. We want to invite you to come into an encounter with Almighty God. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through Him. And if you are here, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and saying, Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of coming to know Jesus. If that's you, just raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? Just raise your hand. The Holy Spirit will be speaking to you. Just raise your hand. If you want to respond this morning to what the Lord is saying, don't hesitate. Today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart for he wants to be good to you. Amen is there anyone else Is there anyone else Is there anyone else Raise your hand nicely cuz you might be raising like this I can't see it like this <laughs> Is there anyone else <laughs> Amen so if that's you young lady please come forward take a step come to Jesus come to Jesus come to Jesus come to Jesus If if there's anybody else you come as well come to Jesus come to Jesus there is hope in him alone. Amen. Amen. We're going to minister to her right now. Where are the people you don't speak in tongues? You haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to receive the gift of tongues and Holy Spirit. If you are here, you need to come as well. That, it's free. We, we're not asking for donations. <laughs> Amen. For the rest of us, may the Lord bless you. May he cause you to rejoice in your giving. May it cause your memorial to go up like a like an incense into the heavens. May the nations recognize that there's somebody in their neighborhood who loves God and walks with God. May your children be blessed coming in and going out. And may you continue to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.